Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. About chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo tabbouleh, Real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini ziti, granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Guys, today's guest is a comedian and actor who has been the voice of some of your favorite characters performed and written at the Groundlings and is currently a cast member on Saturday Night Live, our second Saturday Night Live cast member on Green Eggs and Dan. We've had Ego Wodum and now you. Also, uh, she and I met on the set of Mikey Day's very bizarre, very strange, but super fun food show on Netflix called Is It Cake? Please welcome Heidi Gardner. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to talk to you. We met on a food show, which seemed only natural. Yes. I wanted to ask you really quick, after we ate all that cake together, I like went into a sugar coma the rest of the day. I think I was too eager or excited to be on a cooking show, and I went way too hard. I can't blame you because... First of all, okay, let's quickly talk about what this bizarre show is. It's so fucking weird and great. It's basically, there's bakers and they bake cakes that look exactly like real things. Yes. Then you have to, there's three of us and we have to figure out which one is actually a cake and which one is not. There's five that are are non-cakes and one of them is an actual cake. Yeah, and we were seeing things like there were five like large scale toy elephants and then one was a large scale toy elephant cake and and then we were seeing like chess boards and one was a cake and chess pieces and then i think the last one we saw was a rubber ducky and it was very confusing that elephant was really confusing i really thought seeing the concept of the show i was like this is going to be so easy like we're <laughs> going to have to fake not know which one yeah. is actually the cake these guys are, they were like art, they were like sculptors. They were like sculptors and amazing pastry chefs at the same time. And the cakes were so delicious. Oh my God. So I don't blame you. It's very hard to not eat it. Also, it's like, so I have my own show coming out on the Food Network. Ooh, and a lot of this, 
Thank you. But a lot of the food that we eat is cooked. It's like hot food. Okay. And by the time we get to it on camera, you know, it's been sitting there for like 45 minutes because they have to take pictures of it and whatever. And it tastes awful and you have no desire to eat it. But cake, (laughs) cake is great. Cake is great after they take the photos of it. And I couldn't stop eating it as well. So I don't blame you. I mean, I'm always shocked. I'm married. And like on your one year anniversary, you're supposed to eat like the top layer of your cake a year later. Like you can freeze cake and eat it a year later and it's still good. That's cake. Did you do that? We did. I think that's that sounds disgusting to me. <laughs> it's what it sounds... all mar- are you married? I'm not. I'm not. Maybe that's why. Exactly. I'm like, I'm not going to do the cake thing. (laughs) It's disgusting to non-married people. And then you get married and then you get to be in the one-year-old cake club. I'm kind of happy I'm not in that club right now. Um, I'm also happy that I'm not in your fridge club because (laughs) this might be one of the sadder fridges we've had on the show. Definitely from a married person. (laughs) Married people usually have their fridge shit together. You have a single SNL person's fridge. Your fridge looks a lot like Ego's fridge actually does. Can I say Uh, one thing before you tear into me on that? Wait, can I share the screen first or should I not share the screen first? Don't share the screen first. I just want to say one thing because there was a big warning in the email that was like, please send pictures of your fridge. And in my head, I have thought of times where my fridge looked cool or good or interesting. And I was like... I'm doing that again. And then it was like, please, Dan begs of you not to stage this. And it took everything inside of me. I even have some cool stuff outside the fridge that I'm like, why didn't I put that in the fridge? But I like had to be honest with you. So I just want you to know that like, I I wanted to do the show justice and I did not want to like cheat. I appreciate your half-assed justification. <laughs> Okay. For your fridge. Okay. Also, I'm the one who wrote that email in the third person. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, Dan, Dan gets very up in arms if you've staged your fridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, the moment that we've all been waiting for. You can see Heidi's fridge on my Instagram, at StandUpDan. We are going to put this sad, sad fridge on blast. Let us share this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Heidi. Oh, it's Heidi. rough. It's really rough. Okay, let's let's get into the <laughs> the main section first. Okay. First of all, it's I'm I'm going to look at this as a glass half full fridge. It's very minimalist. Mm. Okay. okay. It's a clean fridge. Uh-huh. It's very clean. Everything has its space next to it. There's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the top row. You have two cheeses, one stacked on top of the other on the top left of this fridge is there a reason that the cheeses are at the top usually put people put cheese at the bottom or in the crisper okay so i i'm confused with my fridge because yes there's a crisper but in every other fridge like ever growing up there was like a meat and cheese drawer and there's not one and so i feel like it's weird to put the cheese in with the vegetables so the cheese just floats around in the fridge sometimes it's up top sometimes it's down by the like heavy cream it the cheese is always on flotation okay got it got it i i accept that i don't i i'm with you i don't know that i want my cheeses to be mingling with the veggies yeah necessarily and then you've got 
a little six pack of eggs. So I mean, this looks like a one person one person's fridge. How are you and your husband both eating out of this fridge? I mean, I feel like this was just this is a fridge after you know some like short out of town trips. Our schedules have been a little different. I've been out of town while he was here. He's gone. He's working a lot. This is like a very like we haven't made a grocery order in a while. I mean, there have been yeah. some, I, I can tell you two, like two months ago on a Sunday when we've just done like a whole foods order or something like it could be looking pretty good in there, but no, that, okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're dealing with, with the cars yeah. we were dealt. All right. Okay? All right. I'm going all in on that. Then this is just, we, we have not cooked in a while. Okay. There's a whole second row, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> A whole second row, which could house so many things. And all it has is like an eight ounce little canister of organic mellow white miso. Sad miso in its own little. I'm about to blow your mind, Dan. This is actually the thing that I think you're going to take away from this show. And all your listeners are going to take away from your show. That looks like a sad canister of miso. But my husband, Zeb, bought it to make a miso soup. And upon tasting that particular miso, that white miso, Mm -hmm. just straight miso, he was like, this tastes exactly like Parmesan. Like, and he's right. It's so good. So he uses it to make miso soup. But also you can just go into the fridge and get a spoonful of miso. You don't want to like take down all the spoon all at once like you would if you like got a spoonful of peanut butter but you can kind of just treat the spoonful of miso like a lollipop and it's kind of like a parmesan lollipop and it is it is really good he's very right so that looks sad and pathetic but try it that's all i'm saying wow so i kind of want to make fun of you but the idea of a Parmesan lollipop, it sounds very adult to me. It yeah. sounds like a very adult thing yeah. there. I'm okay with that. Okay, great. <laughs> what, I, I didn't even know there was white miso. That's, I mean, it seems weirdly xenophobic. Yeah. yeah. I thought there was only the red miso and the yellow miso, but there's a white miso. Yes, there's a white miso. Is it the color white or is it a little like an off-white? It's a little bit of an off-white, yeah. But that's actually also very good for you. Fermented foods, very good for the gut flora. Great. We're winning there. Yeah. Now we get to the third row. (laughs) The third row, which is probably one of the bigger, one of the bigger stacky rows here that you have here, Mm -hmm. has a crumpled up piece of plastic. I'm closing, we're closing in on it. Oh, it seems like (laughs) organic cheddar cheese. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, which begs the question. Why isn't the cheddar cheese on the cheese stack on the top row? Okay, so again, I'm going to throw this one over to my husband. So his like kind of favorite go-to snack or lunch is like just cut up slices of cheese and like maybe a turkey or something. Obviously, we don't have any turkey in there at the moment. Now, I feel like whether the cheese is um, done for or not, like if he's ordering online, like he still re-ups on cheese every week. Ah, so again, yes. I feel like there's a lot of floating cheese and there's a lot of cheese that hasn't been eaten. Some are different flavors, but they all fall around the line of like raw cheddar cheese. So that 
one that gets its own shelf. Yeah. In my mind, when I saw that, because I was going to put it with the other cheeses, mm-hmm. but they look more complete. Mm. And that one is like an eyesore. So I kind of wanted him to like finish that one first, like get that little <laughs> weird little package out of my fridge. I see. So you wanted so, to, you wanted it to be at arm's length so that it was top of mind. Yes, I wanted it. I want it gone. <laughs> okay. I understand that. It doesn't really, it's not as aesthetically pleasing as the other minimalist things we have here. Everything is actually like very like, you know, symmetrical and nice. And that's just a crumply plastic bag on its own row. Okay. So now we get to our little, uh, the little uh, booze slash water section here, uh-huh. uh, which I have one of these in my fridge too. The little horizontal lay it, lay the stuff down so that the bottle caps are facing you. I like this thing. I'm into it. Yes. I do too. What is that? What is this FC thing? That is a bottle of Chardonnay. I think that one of my cast members, Bowen, I think that he brought that over for the Super Bowl. And I have not, we didn't drink it that night. And I have not drank it. But it, wait (laughs) a second. For the right time. A bottle of buttery shard as a Super Bowl gift or a super bowl drink is really was it was it meant to be drunk during the super bowl or he was like this is your your gift for the for the home it was a definite super bowl drink and it just didn't get drunk are you a chardonnay person are you a wine person i like a good sparkling wine i like lambrusco a lot lambruscos are having quite a moment lately it's a sparkling red from italy they are served chilled and they are very delicious. I think they're giving Rosé a run for its money this summer season. They definitely did. I hope they take it over. I am really not that keen on Rosé. So. I like some Rosés, but Rosés have become like, it's jumped the shark once like the fat Jew was like, had his own Rosé brand. And like, yeah, I don't know. It was like everyone was having their own Rosé. It became the new tequila where everyone's branding their thing. Yeah. I was going to say it's kind of the new like Pinot Grigio or something. It's like. Yeah, Wait, like Ramona but, from the Housewives has right. one, you know? Maybe yeah. that should be your thing, Heidi Gardner's Lambrusco. Ooh, I like that. I should <laughs> sponsor a Lambrusco company. I feel like it'd be really easy to do. They'd be like, we never got approached by anybody for a sponsorship. <laughs> I'd do it. What is this vodka? No, that is tequila. Mm. This is a new liquor for me. I'm not, I'm a cocktail, uh, if I go out, I'll get a cocktail if it sounds like fun and fruity and fresh Mm. and not too sweet. Right. But they're speaking of housewives again. There's a housewife on the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Her name's Crystal Minkoff. And she on the show and then on her Instagram. I'm getting that you watch of real housewives, by the way. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. 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 I'm, I I was off of it for a while, and then during quarantine, I got fully back in all of it. Okay. But she makes a margarita that is just fresh juice and tequila. So it's three cuties and two limes juiced, and then top it off with tequila. And it's like, tastes like a margarita. It's fresh, fresh juice. And I have been... um, imbibing in that quite a bit that sounds delicious uh, in my own happy hour yeah it's very good wait what was the first ingredient three cuties cuties what's a cutie it's like a mandarin like a little orange oh it is is this like one of those Uh like genetically made like a mixed two fruits together into one should i know what that is i it's like when you go to the store and there's like those little bags of like the tiniest looking little oranges um i guess it could be a 
tangerine. Tan- it's like a tangerine or a mandarin. There's a lot of those little bags, but there's one particular type that's called cutie. So, but is this the type of thing where when you've mentioned this to other people, do they know exactly what you're talking about? Am I in the minority here? Yeah, you're definitely in the minority. Oh my God, I feel really dumb as the host of a food podcast. I'm excited. I know. You just learned about a whole new food. I really wanted to make fun of you for that, but you know, (laughs) the shame is on me. Yes. All right, cutie. You take the shame. (laughs) You put three cuties. I was like... Is that what she calls ice cubes? (laughs) (laughs) Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, then we got the grapes. Grapes. Not, uh, grapes. Love grapes. Grapes are great. Yeah. Heavy cream. Is this for coffee or you, you guys are whipping up cream? Okay, so this is interesting we have not done this for in a while, but we had a guest this weekend. And so we went through a period, Zeb and I, where we were making, we would make ourselves a shot of espresso in the morning over ice nice. and then pour a little heavy cream in. And it was like just the best iced coffee or iced espresso shot ever. Mm. And that was a couple of years ago. And we made it for a friend of ours. And now that we've been off that, we're doing like a different coffee in the morning. But our friend was in town and we're like, we know that you love the heavy cream espresso shot. So we made it for him this weekend. It is very decadent. I was actually at my parents' house last week in New York and the same situation. They didn't have milk. I wanted something for my espresso and they had heavy cream. And it's very, it's a, it's a nice mouthfeel. It is so good. One Christmas, this was like before Nespresso's were popular and like lots of people were getting them, but Zeb's dad had some sort of like coffee machine. He used, he traveled a lot and he'd probably gotten it in Europe or something. And he was making the family like cappuccinos, like the whole time we were home for Christmas. And they were just like the best cappuccinos I'd ever had in my life. I was like, oh, these are so good. At the end, I was like, Mike, like, what is your secret? You know, and he's like, it's just milk and the espresso, you know. And then I saw him grab the milk out of the fridge and it was heavy cream. 
And like the entire week, like I, I had probably been ordering three or four a day. Like I know people say they gain weight over the holidays, but like that specific one, it was because I was just like pounding heavy cream all week long. Heavy cream caps. I love it. Yeah. Are you guys an espresso family? We're an espresso family, but I will say we stayed with a cousin recently who had one of those like super fancy Jura coffee machines. Yes. Have you ever had espresso? Yeah. And that was real good. And then we looked up how much it cost and we were like, oh my, oh my God. Yeah, coffee um, machines can get crazy expensive. Yeah. But are those pods though or are they like making them with the ground beans and everything? You pour the beans in the top and then it grinds it. And I don't know that I have time for that. I feel like I used to be a coffee purist. I used to be very like, I have to ground my own grind my own beans i have to heat them up i have to massage them and now after <laughs> nespresso i'm like i don't have time for any of that at all yeah nespresso surely gets the job done i feel like i want them to sponsor me they will not they will not <sighs> i wish they would i every time i'm on a show or whatever i always like i try to like you know i dm them i'm like give us an espresso for our production and they never <laughs> they're like nope we're not going to Nespresso. I don't know if you're. Do you know who Ryan Gall is? He's fellow groundling. Yeah, he, we did a show together, and we would basically every day DM Nespresso to try to send us an espresso, and we they just got more and more aggressive. Uh, I mean, he's aggressive, and yeah, he's persuasive. I can't believe he didn't get the job done. He did not. He did not. Okay, you got the regular Coke. Is this a regular occurrence? You don't see a lot of classic Coke in uh, people's fridges these days. So I like the, the same day that we had the guest in town, it was Sunday and it was uh, like the opening day for football season opener. Yeah. And we ordered pizza. So I like Coke with pizza. So I was like, I should grab a couple of Cokes in case anyone wants one. I really like this mystery guest. He seems like a really bad influence <laughs> on everyone. <laughs> You're like, you know, he was here. So we did the heavy cream cappuccinos and the Cokes with the pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you know what? My fridge is actually very SNL themed. The cream and the Cokes were for one of my castmates that I came in with my first season of SNL, Luke Knoll. He was in town. He was performing mm -hmm. and um, like doing live shows around like Boston. And uh, he's like a very talented, hilarious musician. Yeah. And so, yes, we were <laughs> we were trying to bring our A game by... <laughs> Playing a Bengals football game for him and uh, on our TV, and then getting him heavy cream and Coke and pizza. <laughs> You're like, we're cool, we're hip. <laughs> I love that. Now, next to the Coca Cola, I, I have I have an issue with this. Yeah, of course, I get, I know what it's going to be. You've got cashews in the fridge, nuts in the fridge. Uh -huh. I've never seen this. It weirds me out. It's like when people have, like back in the day, would put like like camera film in the fridge <laughs> it's like what are you oh doing? yeah <laughs> i'm dating yeah. myself but like i think like yeah what is that doing there do you know something that i don't know is this like a cutie situation okay so this is just something i picked up i mean probably like at this point like almost 15 years ago i was house sitting this is like when i used to be a hairdresser i was house sitting for one of the clients of the salon who's now a good friend of mine brenda and she is just like a well-traveled, like cultured woman. Like if you opened her fridge, you would like 
it, it's a dream fridge. It has everything, every sauce from every country, every top and odd, like from around the world, all this stuff. But I remember I was like on my high horse, house sitting for her. And she said I could eat whatever I wanted in the fridge. And I saw she had raw cashews in the fridge. And I had the same thought, like nuts in the fridge. What are you doing? And I will tell you, it they're, I think it was because they're raw. They're not salted or mm-hmm. roasted or anything like that. But it lets out like almost a different flavor of the cashew. I wouldn't do it, like I said, if they were salted. But there's something like... <sighs> this sounds weird to say about a cashew, but refreshing, like Mm. (laughs) cold and refreshing. And like you get different notes of the cashews uh, if you fridge them. Wow. This is also something that my husband just re-ups on every week, regardless of if he finishes the cashews or not. So this was a thing where like, I do think there's cashews in our cupboard right now, but um, I wanted to make an obvious like in arm's reach, like finish these cashews because there's more cashews. And I know on Sunday you're going to order more. And like, we have so many floating cashews. I feel like this fridge is just one big subliminal message to your husband of what he <laughs> Yeah, And none of it's working. <laughs> that is a fascinating fact about cashews and their refreshingness of it. And yeah, it's good. I kind of, again, I kind of wanted like when you started out the, let's call it the cashew monologue. I wanted to make fun of you, but you kind of committed mm-hmm. to it so much that I kind of came, I came around Yeah, and I might try it actually. I can't wait for you to do it. Um, and I almost want to say if I were you, I'm not as keen on the three, six, five cashews. If you can find just the raw cashews at Trader Joe's and fridge those, that's the OG. That's what I first tried in Brenda's fridge do that interesting brent shout out to brenda and her fridge brenda if you're listening send us a picture of your (laughs) fridge (laughs) oh my god i'm gonna get you one (laughs) all right now bottom row we've got a bunch of like cool bro-y ipas but they're not they're not bro-y at all because they're non-alcoholic oh hop tea they're sissy ipas they're not bro-y they're very sissy yeah my brother so this is not the batch that my brother sent to us but my brother i drink as because i talked about the tequila yeah but my husband and my brother don't drink and they're super into how good non-alcoholic beers have gotten. Interesting. And this is one that I think they both like and are into. You have to order them by like the 36 packs. So they end up taking up a lot of space. Wow. I I don't think I've had any new non-alcoholic beers since like the ones that like we grew up on, like Odules and stuff. The world has changed. Really? Completely. You'd be, yeah, you'd be blown away. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. One of my friends said that she was at a dinner last week and they were serving non-alcoholic wine, which I was like. Oh, see, I didn't have that. I thought that's just grape juice. Uh Uh-huh. That's just juice. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like juice. I would think the same thing. Oat milk. Having a moment. Also, I have also switched over and I'm not, I'm, I'm usually a purist. I like everything, you know, I like my milk whole and my, you know, everything full fat, but the oat milk in the latte in the morning, I'm into it. It's very good. It, it pairs perfectly with a latte. I will tell you though, and I'm bummed that 
I had not made a fresh batch of this, but I actually make my own almond milk, and that's what I pair with my latte in the morning. I use that oat milk for, like, muesli for breakfast. I'm a big muesli fan as well, but you make your own almond milk? Yes. That is commitment to the almond milk game. Yeah. I think that almond milk from a box that you can buy at the store or that baristas use in coffee shops, it doesn't heat up well. Like there's some sort of like chemicals in it that I find it like gives the almond milk a bad taste. Mm. So it's probably a preservative or something. So the almond milk I make, I mean, it only lasts like four or five days, but it's just like fresher and more delicious. It's just almonds, dates and vanilla powder and water. Fresh almond milk is one of those things that tastes immensely better than the stuff that you get in a bottle, in a in a what is it called what does milk come in i guess in a carton a carton thank you very much yeah <laughs> i'm the child child of immigrants once in a while like there's a couple of words that just like never made their way into my brain <laughs> okay so door let's go into the door yeah we're ending on a high note you have a wonderful the door is stocked the door is stocked <laughs> <laughs> there is no free space on the door whatsoever no. you've got tomato paste standing at attention there's 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 no room at all it has to be Uh, multiple too tomato paste standing at attention there's like seven different kinds of mustards (laughs) they're really again that's a zeb thing where it's like well i mean at least there are different kinds but it's like can we please finish out one but (laughs) same with the tomato paste you know the good thing though mustard and tomato paste don't really go bad so you can have those for a while very true that's all right I love the preserves row. Yeah. Solid preserves row. Yes. You've got the basic, the the bon maman, which a lot of people have. And that's the raspberry one. My friend Rashida turned me on to, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it's got to be. But my friend Rashida turned me on to the raspberry flavor of that. And it is definitely the best. And then these look like fancy pants ones that you can only get from like a mail order company. What are these? Josh Pond. Well, yeah. Did you, again, <laughs> I really didn't realize how much my work had to do with my fridge, but Lauren Michaels has his own preserves. He has a blueberry farm. And so that wild blueberry jam is major. It is so, so good. Josh Pond we get them at Christmas and it like has like full on blueberries in it. And that on like a peanut butter and blueberry jelly sandwich is really good. Okay. First of all, way to bury the lead. Lauren Michaels owns a blueberry farm. <laughs> yeah. Really? It, it, is, it, is, it yeah. Like, is there a house on the farm or it's just like he owns a farm that is just like he's slanging out blueberries? I've never seen it, but it's, apparently is slinging out enough blueberries to make jam. That might be my favorite detail of Lauren Michaels I think I've ever heard in my life. It's pretty awesome. Because think about yeah. it, with that much money, you can do literally whatever you want, right? Uh-huh. But to to go into a wild blueberry farm? <laughs> and it's like quality blueberry. I mean, so many times like celebrities start a perfume line and it smells like shit. And like these yeah. blueberry jam is... Granted, I don't think I ever had blueberry jam before this one, but I would never try another one. This is definitely the best blueberry jam there is. That is so classy. I kind of love that. (laughs) 
And then what is this? This looks like you made a jam yourself. So Zeb's mom sent us that. That's an apricot jam that I think her friend made. Ooh. And we haven't gotten into it ourselves, but we've had it at Christmas time, like on a biscuit and stuff. And it's fantastic. I love that. And this looks like a fig jam, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think I bought that for a cheese plate oh okay i want to say the super bowl again i mean i feel like you should be a little more impressed that i could guess from how the preserve looked that it's a fig jam but whatever we'll move i knew on. you would know it though we'll move that's on. the only reason i didn't seem shocked <laughs> i was like he's he's gonna know that's a fig jam i just knew it <laughs> uh, and then uh, on our bottom row here okay you got the sir kensington's which i've been nerding out on lately i kind of love them yep they're very good you got the lone bottle of prescription something or other here. <laughs> it's for cats. The cat um, drugs. I think that's probably some sort of eye medicine for Marshall. Oh, Marshall. Marshall <laughs> keeps walking back and forth and just hitting the door in the back. The eye <laughs> needs her eye medicine. Yep. You've got your matcha because everyone needs matcha now. Yes. Capers, the best. This looks like an artisanal, so artisanal hot sauce of some kind. Yeah, so... I'm blanking on the name and, you know, the bottles turned the wrong way, but we got wings at this Korean bar in Brooklyn and okay. they were so good. And at the end of the meal, they're like, Hey, we sell our socks. And we were like, yeah, so we want that. So sometimes we'll just like buy like a rotisserie chicken and then we'll toss it in that sauce oh. and it feels kind of like we have wings that's fun I, i'm a huge fan of the korean chicken game i think it's uh yeah. it's some of the best they're fried chicken they're baked chicken all their chickens yeah they know how to fuck all with the chicken fantastic oh wait one more thing that i forgot to bring up in your fridge that was a little disheartening to me although i will if you want to fight with me on it i i will gladly fight with you on it okay your brita Okay. The color of your Brita is like this weird turquoise. Okay. And I'm just, I, it, was it on sale? Was it at Marshall's? So, was it? Did you get it at Marshall's? When we moved, that's a good point. That looks like a Marshall's Brita. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. Um, we moved. We had got rid. It was time to get rid of our former Brita. Mm -hmm. And there were like three bodegas around us. And there wasn't like a target I could get to easily. So I was like, well, I'll just check if they have Brita's. And the choices were, and one of them did, and the choices were teal, turquoise, or red. And red, I just couldn't get down with red. It just, that felt. That's loud. aggressive. Yeah. For water. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, relax. Stay in your lane, water. Fire, water. It's yeah. like, it didn't work for me. No, the red is reserved for the Coca-Cola. It's a statement yeah. piece. It's a statement. Your eye is attracted to it. Yep. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's a good justification. <laughs> what do you do with leftover cake? If you're not worried about the calories, and if, unlike Heidi, it's not your wedding anniversary, how long will cake last in the freezer, fridge, or on the counter? Well, cake's shelf life actually depends on how it's made and how it's stored. When left out, a cake can usually last about four days, but you can stretch it out to about seven days if you keep it in the fridge. However, cakes that contain ingredients like custards, creams, or fresh fruit should be eaten as soon as possible, ASAP. Heidi left her wedding cake in the freezer for a year. But a frozen cake is best consumed after two to three months in the freezer. That's Anthony Fauci talking, not me. The exception is fruitcake, 
which can last up to a year in a freezer or months in the fridge because it's filled with dried fruit and alcohol. Today, I think the moral of the story is that Heidi is a gross person. And if you want to add an extra year to your life like me, just stay single. So it's funny. I'm I'm curious during the week when you are when you're working, are you eating at home ever or not really? Is it just too insane? So my first couple seasons, no, I couldn't figure out. Um, I just couldn't figure out my life or schedule or anything. I was just in uh, in the machine and letting it drag me around. I think I sustained on a lot of gummy candy, <sighs> sugar, pizza, Chick Fil A. But the past two seasons to try to remain and feel like a human being while the season's going, I try to cook during the week as much as I can. My husband's a huge help, but I try to make at least two meals during the week, Mm. even if it's something where I like get home late at night and I seriously just boil noodles and throw like Rouse marinara on it. Just like something to make me feel like a regular human being. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And it feels grounding and good. Yeah. Is there, I mean, is the food, what is the food situation at work? Can you get whatever you want? Or are they just like, they just throw some stuff out and they're like, go eat now, go be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it used to, last year was just so different because we weren't in the studio as much and it was, you know, just having food sitting out was questionable for the last year. So, you know, typically when we're there on Tuesday nights, writing nights, they order in dinner for us, which is great. And then the rest of the week, you're kind of on your own. But, you know, on Saturdays, there's meals provided before the show. And there's also like a big craft services table that has amazing stuff on it. But I think because that wasn't going on, some of those things weren't happening uh, last year. What I started to do was I would, on Saturdays, especially for the show, I would bring a, a dinner Sometimes Zeb would like make me like a fried rice on Saturday morning, like a a good whole grain, like brown rice with lots of veggies Mm -hmm. in it to like sustain me for the day or two shows at night. And then I would bring lots of veggies and like tahini to dip them in. So I'd have like a good fat to keep me going and keep my brain going. And are you just downing coffee like, like it's no one's business or no? Are you keeping it under control? I love coffee and I love matcha and I love both of them too much. And I could like for sure have like a latte in the morning and a latte around like six. But I do think caffeine gives me anxiety. So I try to just have the morning one. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, you're probably on so much like natural adrenaline from the show that you don't really need it. Yeah. If I'm dragging a little, I will have a little like just quick shot of like half an espresso. But I try to avoid the later in the day one. Is there anyone on the show who has very strange food habits or who's a fancy pants foodie or any of that stuff? Well, you had Ego. And Ego is like a definite foodie. Huge. Definitely like... I don't want to even say fancy pants. She's like particular in what she likes, but you know, if you ask her a recommendation for something or if she is so kind to just offer a recommendation of like a new thing she's had, like it's going to be great. Like, yeah, there are these um, ice cream sandwiches by this brand Nightingale that she found like at the grocery store. I would have never like for me, ice cream sandwiches, 
I've been over them since I was eight. Like they <laughs> do not appeal to me. Even like, you know, I feel like they've had a little bit of a comeback. They're like a little bit cooler looking now, whatever. But this brand Nightingale Ego found, and it, there, there's a particular one called the Cookie Monster Monster Ice Cream Sandwich. And it's like a thick base of chocolate chip cookie, mm-hmm. then like a cookies and cream ice cream, then another thick chocolate chip cookie. And it's all in a rectangle like the OG ice cream sandwich. But it is a mind blower. Again, when Luke was in town, we got, we got him that. So um, yeah, Ego is is the food go-to person on the cast. I love that Luke gets all of the fun foods when Luke comes into town. <laughs> Hey, Luke, we're cool, man. Look, check it out. We got, like, ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> it's true. Heavy cream. Yes. <laughs> I think that nothing beats... Do you remember, like, growing up, a chip witch? Like the, like the Nestle chip witch? Yes. It was, like, two yes. chocolate chip cookies. There was vanilla ice cream in the middle. And then there was a tornado of chocolate chips around the outside. That, yes. to me... Oh, I don't think it ever gets better. I don't either. And it was definitely one of those ones that was like, it was like, I mean, finding lost treasure or something. Cause that's not one that a parent would give in on easily. Right. Like, it's not just like, Oh, I'm getting my kid like a Kit Kat, which is like thin and small. It's like, they are going to be wired with two cookies and like four inches of ice cream. And then, additional chocolate chips like that's one that they have to like draw the line and be like you can have that once every two years right (laughs) exactly when Haley's comet comes back (laughs) yeah an eclipse that's an eclipse treat okay i'm gonna get to the questions that i ask every guest towards the end of the show we'll see how you rack up to everyone else starting with what is your earliest food memory my earliest food memory is pancakes my dad would make me pancakes and I remember being like almost baby age (laughs) or a little out of baby and like waking up in the morning and like immediately requesting a pancake. That's cute. That's a cute earliest food memory. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have a death row meal? So let's think of why you would be on death row. Your husband never eats the things that are at arm's length. You get so angry one day that you take one of the many bottles of mustard and you just fucking spray it all over his face. He drowns in it. There's just so much mustard. There's just too much mustard in the fridge. And now you're on death row. What is your death row meal? My death row meal is... My death row meal is... You know what? It is um, duck. Like roasted duck. With like a, a pro, like a raspberry sauce. I love that. No one's ever said roasted duck, and roasted duck is one of my favorite foods in life. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I and a, like a crispy skin. I think that would be a really good death row meal. That's amazing. Wait, is there a is there a specific duck that you've eaten at a restaurant that you're like nuts about? Yeah. So when I was growing up, my mom was a travel agent, and she would get uh commissions from for from airlines and then also hotels that she would book clients at and there there was a hyatt in kansas city missouri where i'm from and there was a restaurant called the peppercorn duck club which was way out of our league but my mom would get these commissions to the hyatt and was able to take me and my older brother justin to the peppercorn duck club 
which was the fanciest restaurant in the world. Like when you sat down, like on my birthday, there would be, and I was like six years old, there would be a black matchbook that said like, happy birthday, Heidi and gold. Oh yeah. (laughs) And then you would get an appetizer, but then you'd get sorbet to cleanse your palate for the entree, which was just like, as is done, as blew our mind as children uh, that we got ice cream first before (laughs) the meal. Then we would get duck because that was like the signature dish uh, at the Peppercorn Duck Club. And if you didn't finish your duck, they would wrap up your leftovers in foil and make it (gasps) into a duck. Come on. The best. And then there was a huge chocolate bar dessert station, like with a, a, a chocolate fountain, but also all these truffles and cakes and chocolate and Anyhow, my mom would take us whenever she got these like points. And I remember I'd probably been going to the Peppercorn Duck Club for a year. So then I was at seven years old. I was spending the night at a friend's house and her parents took us out to dinner at another Kansas City restaurant called Fedora's. And they're like, okay, girls, Heidi, Kelly, uh, what do you want to order? And Kelly's full on looking at the kids menu and it was like, I'll do the mac and cheese. And I was like, uh, I'll take the duck. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Seven year old orders duck. And they're like, we're going to get it for you because that was so unexpected. But the next day they were like, when my mom picked me up, they're like, yeah, she ordered duck at dinner. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, yeah. On so many levels. First of all, Peppercorn Duck Club is the best name of a restaurant I've ever heard in my life. Same. I will. It has since closed. And my dream is to have some expendable income to open it back up and make suit jackets. <laughs> I will be a part of that GoFundMe. A hundred percent. Thank you. That is so cool. Duck is one of my childhood favorite. F- we have that in common where we were like kids and being like, can I have the duck coffee, please? <laughs> like, what did you say? <laughs> I love that. So uh, besides the Peppercorn Duck Club, what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had? The best high-end meal I've ever had is, this is so crazy that I say the name a bunch of times. What's the one, you'll know it. What's the one in Chicago that's, it starts with an A. um, Alinea? Yes. I went to Alinea. I took my husband there for his birthday three years ago. And, um, it, I mean, we'd watched that chef's table about it and it was that experience. And I've never, I mean, my husband wasn't drinking at the meal. He wasn't high before the meal, but I would describe him as like acting very high during the meal because of the food and the smells. It was like totally immersive. Yeah. That's one of my, that is on my, on my bucket list that, that place seems to, I I don't know anyone who's gone there and been like, meh, like, it's no. always exceeded expectations. Yeah, I want you to go. And you will love it. The chef's table is just like the craziest episode of Chef's Table ever. Grant Ackett is like, I had the best restaurant in the world. And then my tongue was going to be ripped out of my mouth. And then I couldn't taste. But then it yeah. stayed great. It's like, how did this happen? I know. <laughs> what is the best low-end meal you've ever had? This could be a street taco. It could be, you know, a dirty dog. Mm-hmm. The best low-end meal I've ever had. I mean, I'm going to be honest, and I just had it the other night for Here dinner, we go. Here we go. And it's 55 cents, and it's Top Ramen. I mean, I think the taste is 
incredible. I had the soy sauce flavor, but I can get down with beef. I can get down with chicken. And like I said, it's basically two quarters and it's incredible. I mean, you are not going to get any shit from me for Top Ramen. I think Top Ramen's a, an amazing food. Okay, great. I yeah. love it. I might have it for dinner tonight. You're good. You're good on that. By the way, your husband <laughs> just walked by. Throw him the cheddar cheese next time. As a, <laughs> I just feel like, just finish it. Just finish. I feel like I'm in trouble. I know that he's been hearing what I've been saying, <laughs> and we're going to have to have a talk later. And somehow I'm going to be in trouble for his messed up ordering, but... <laughs> <laughs> Look, the last thing you said was that you took him to Alinea for his birthday, so he can't be that mad at you. That's true. What is... You love the sauce, uh, as I. What is your favorite drunk food? Mm. Favorite drunk food... Oh, my gosh. I mean, it is either top ramen or just ramen in general. Interesting. Like, just a, a noodle, an Asian noodle. Yeah, but definitely, yeah, ramen. I... I'm a huge ramen head. I love ramen a lot. I feel like when I'm after I'm a night of drinking, it's a little too much liquid for me. Maybe mm. that that might be my favorite hangover drink. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hangover I, cure. I should probably reverse that. Well, that was going to be my next question. Your favorite hangover cure. So you can use it for both if it's what you want. I think anytime. Okay, so my favorite <laughs> hangover food when I was like twenty. And your hangover, and you were, you know, dumb enough to drink so much that your hangover lasted, like, either an entire day into the second day. And, like, you, it was so bad that, you, like, I couldn't eat until, like, 9 p.m. the next night was always, like, an entire pizza. <laughs> um, because you're, like, so hungover, and then you haven't eaten in so long, and then you eat, like, basically a whole pizza. Yeah. And that was from Pizza Hut. But as I've gotten older... I never get like as bad of hangovers now because I watch myself, but I do crave a breakfast burrito the next morning. Oh yeah. yeah. Oldie but a goodie. You can't go wrong with yeah. that one. Do you have a favorite celebrity chef? Now this can be a celebrity chef TV personality. It can be an actual chef of a restaurant that, you know, is famous. Oh yeah. Um, I, I mean, I love me some Guy Fieri. Yeah. Triple D? Yes, I, I think he's very positive and cool and kind. And I think he, you know, has put the word out there for a lot of restaurants and other like chefs. So I think he's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick right there. Stick I'm with go Guy. Fieri. It's funny. I, I always thought he was pretty cool, but actually I, I started out not liking him that much. I thought he was kind of douchey. And then like, I kind of started liking the fact that he was so into what he does and then, like, yeah. the fact that he would just, like, under the radar give, like, so much money to charity. And, like, anytime yeah. there's, like, a fire in L.A., he just brings trucks to the firefighters anywhere yeah. they are. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Such a sweet person. Talented. And, yeah. Yeah. Just a cheerleader for the world. I mean, the biggest bummer about COVID is that Food Network doesn't have any upfront parties. And I was like, I want to do Jello Shots with Guy Fieri. It's, like, my dream yes. in life. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of, like... Food network type parties like that. Yeah, Those must be so good. I know, and I and literally <laughs> the year I get a Food Network show, I will never go to one <laughs> ever. <laughs> well, it's gonna go on for years though, and you're gonna go to some. Hopefully, hopefully, we're putting it out there. We're putting yeah. it out to the universe. 
do you have a desert island food? So you're trapped on a desert island. There's one food you have to eat for the rest of your life. You will never tire of this food. What is it? You know what's so psycho? And this is, again, when I was younger. When I was in college, I was, like, so obsessed with smoothies because I think they were, like, bit, getting big then. Yeah, and that was I, Jamba Juice just opened. It was exciting times. <laughs> yes, and I remember saying, like, also, I thought this was a cool topic of conversation. I remember doing this in, like, multiple uh, social gatherings, like, literally saying, like, if I was on a desert island, like, the one food that I would not live without is smoothies. Like I would bring smoothies with me. And then it was like dawning on me. I'm like, all that shit would be around me. Like I could actually get smoothie type food. Like (laughs) why wouldn't I pick something (laughs) way better? Yeah. There's bananas on the Island. There's coconuts. There's a smoothie right there. Yes. So I've since altered that. And in Kansas city where I'm from, we're famous for barbecue First of all, I would have any of that barbecue, any restaurant, Gates, Arthur Bryant's, like for sure. But I'm going to say something that's not barbecue. There's a bar called The Peanut in Kansas City, and they have these chicken wings, uh, barbecue or buffalo chicken wings that are the biggest chickens. I mean, it looks like it's like from prehistoric chickens. The wings are so big. Yeah. And the sauce is so good. And so peppery and i've never had a wing like that and so that would be mine the buffalo wings or the peanut i love it have you ever been to that barbecue place in kansas city that's like in a gas station or something yes kansas city joe's kansas city joe's yeah i went there it was pretty delicious i don't know if it's uh if it's still great but yes it's so good it used to be oklahoma joe's and right it's it's real yeah it's this really weird thing where finally i and i really think it was the city was like this place is getting so big and like people do not think it's in Kansas city. They think it's in Oklahoma. So we need to change the name. So they changed it to Kansas city Joe's. And it's so weird because it is taking people a while to accept that name. Like true Kansas Cityans like me are like, but it like Oklahoma Joe's had a ring to it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that's fantastic. They have a sandwich there called the Z man, which like has an onion ring on the like melted provolone over the barbecue it's fantastic i feel like that's a very confusing part of the country because you've got oklahoma joe's in kansas city kansas city is not in kansas it is it's just wait i isn't i thought it was in missouri or something it is there it's there's both there's a state line so there's a kansas city missouri there's a kansas city kansas and even that so i'm from kansas city missouri and as I've gotten older, I've accepted both Kansas and Missouri and both Kansas cities. But it used to be a thing where if like, you know, a concert was in town and say it's you two and they're playing at a venue in Kansas city, Missouri, and they come out and they're like, hello, Kansas. Like we would fully boo. We're like, it's Missouri. Know where you are. Bono. <laughs> like we would get so pissed. I think that that's ridiculous that you would get pissed. I think it's illegal that there's two Kansas cities. And I it's the same as like when you meet someone whose name is like Kristen and you call them Kirsten and they lose their yeah. shit. It's like, no, fuck you. Like you signed up for this name or your parents yeah. did and they, you just accept it. You put the R there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad I convinced you. 
our last question, which is my favorite question. What is your restaurant pet peeve? Oh, my gosh. Feel free to have more than one. Yeah. I, gosh, I worked in the service industry, so I feel like I accept everything. And I'm like almost overly accepting of it because I think I've been in every situation. Right. You know, so my restaurant pet peeve is probably other diners being dicks. Um, Like, yeah, I, I, especially if you see that like someone's in the weeds, like, yes, it is. I, I just had an experience recently where, yes, we were waiting way too long, but I don't know. At that point, I kind of feel like it's on us to just get the fuck out of there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I don't know that a talking to a server that is so overwhelmed already is really going to do anything except like actually back them up more. So, yeah, it's other diners being dicks. Man, literally everyone who's been on the show who's been in the service industry has the same exact answer. Oh. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I, it's fun. It's like, and I always get into like uh, Taylor Mishak. She's on the show Dave. Oh, I need to watch that show. Oh, best best new comedy of the past couple of years. But she, like, was a server forever. She did a TED talk about being a server before, like, she oh. made it as an actor. Oh my god, you got into it so hard because, well. like, you guys. The problem with you guys. The problem with you is that you have such a high tolerance for awful service because you always give them the benefit of the doubt. And yeah. you're like, it's okay, he slapped me in the face. He's just having a really bad day. Yes, <laughs> No, but always. <laughs> it's the only industry, though, where, like, look, I'm sure you have a bad day when you go to work, but when the cameras are on, you have to turn it on. You're right, but I feel like, yeah, if the server is, like, an just a jerk and an asshole like i probably won't accept that but if it is an overwhelmed especially maybe young woman like if i can see a part of myself (laughs) in that girl at buca de beppo or something then she can do whatever she wants she's still gonna get a good tip i love it all right so any heidi gardner looking types if you're ever waiting on heidi you can fucking get away with murder and you'll still get your 20 (laughs) percent. yes well it'll probably be one of those like sweet heartwarming stories that ends up on upworthy that it's like <laughs> heidi gardner tips 500 to like a total bitch a woman who stabs her husband at the table <laughs> yes because she feels bad uh i yep. love it heidi this was so delightful thank you so so much for joining us is there anything new in the works that you want to tell the people about do you want to tell the people where they can find you you can find me again on saturday night live awesome so tune in for that and then yeah you have to check out me and dan on is it cake which will air on netflix i don't have a date but it's hosted by mike d day and uh yeah we eat a lot of cake and it was very fun and like i said i got very sick after not because of the quality of the cake because it was too good and i gorged myself i mean it might have been because i'm sure they use spray paint on these cakes like we definitely (laughs) have like we got asbestos poisoning from that cake for sure model glue and yeah (laughs) Yeah. for sure thank you so much heidi thanks dan This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven and edited by Jordan Aaron. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan, and the interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. 
If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really important to us, guys. Please do it. If you want more Green Eggs and Dan action, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. Also, we have a YouTube page where you can actually see me and my guests going through their fridge in addition to other videos. Just type in Green Eggs and Dan in YouTube, like and subscribe please. We need a lot of subscribers on that page. You will really enjoy it. It's a very fun element of the show. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.